Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. My favorite time live on Facebook is before anybody actually gets here to watch me. And I can do weird stuff. Anywho. Hey, friend. All right, we got eyeballs. Let's start talking. So, uh, what's up, guys? Are the Flyers a good hockey team? Could they be? Maybe? Um... I don't know, but there's some good stuff happening right now. <laughs> I mean, everyone's going to see the weird stuff, Jake, so it's fine. I don't, I don't care. Um, so the Flyers won today. A pretty nice little 3-1 win. I missed the first period, but I saw the second and the third, and the boys look pretty good. Um, for the Devils, they're a, they're minor league goaltender. He, he looked pretty good, too. Good for them. Um, yeah, Neuverth looked good. Um, yeah, so there's, like, oddly enough, good things happening. And I think sometimes that gets a little lost in all the negative noise that, in my opinion, is warranted. Um, oh, Steph Driver is sending me her notes because she is an angel. Let's look at them and see where we should begin. Let's see. Appleby earned a shot at the devil's backup job. He sure did. He played really well. Um, Provorov is a god. She's not wrong, folks. As usual, Steph Driver is correct. And no fucking way being a healthy scratch helped Ghost or Konechny. Yes. So, once again, Steph Driver is correct in her analysis. But, um, as I was saying, so, sometimes the positive stuff gets lost in the noise of the negative stuff that we should be talking about because why are you here on this Facebook live chat related to the hockey team, the Flyers, giving me shit about talking hockey on the eve of the NFC championship game? We had a hockey game today, buddy. Go birds. But that's tomorrow. Fuck off. Anyway, so let's talk about the good stuff that's been happening. Um, the Flyers are, I believe I read six. Six one and one since the losing since since January first, and I think they're they've only had five losses since the the big losing streak, um, which is like I think if you don't stop to notice, you can kind of forget that this team's been playing really well. Um, another thing that is going really well is the team's finally getting some balanced scoring. Um, Broad Street Hockey's friend, Ryan, he uh, tweeted after the game today that, that eight of the Flyers, the, last, the Flyers' last eight goals have been scored by eight different players, which, you know, for a while there, we were not getting any balanced scoring. We were getting scoring from three or four guys max, um, usually really just one or two. Um, so to see guys like Konechny, Patrick, Wheel, 
these guys getting their names on the score sheet, that's, that's a really po positive thing. Um, and in that vein, uh, I want to talk a little bit about Dave, our friend Dave, um, because he's going to get a lot of shit this week from Broad Street Hockey Radio. Um, we're recording tomorrow, and we've got a lot of things to say uh, about Dave and Dave's strategies and Hexall's comments over the weekend. Um, but something is to be said for the fact that Dave moved Konechny to the top line, and he kept him there long enough to develop some chemistry with those guys and start really, really playing very well. Um, so, I mean, good job, Dave. Like, but to be fair, like, you give a, a talented young player good line mates, and then all of a sudden he starts scoring goals. Uh, I mean, that's kind of how it works. Like, maybe don't put your talented players on the lines with the garbage, like, you know, your old Laterra and Dale Weiss and, you know, Phil Pelot. Like, let's get the talented kids, talented line mates, and they're going to start scoring goals, which is excellent. That's what we need. Um, Nolan Patrick again today uh, for the second and the third periods that I saw looked very good. Um, at the Leafs game the other night, he was all over the ice and was fantastic to watch. And that wraparound goal was very reminiscent. All of you young people aren't going to remember this, but Eric Lindros had a wraparound goal against the Maple Leafs that I can still see in my mind crystal clear. And it was a wraparound, and it was very much like that one that Nolan Patrick scored the other night, and it was a beaut. So I am very happy to see Nolan Patrick get going because it's been, it's been a bit of a slow burn for him. But if he's getting hot, that's good for all of us. Um, all right, let's see what you people want to talk about. Would rather see Lindblom playing than Goldborn and his two to four minutes input. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Jody Boyer, you are, uh, yeah. That's something that we're going to talk about a lot tomorrow night, I think. Um, not really sure what the point is of bringing up a guy for energy. If you're going to play him for, like, barely three minutes a night. I mean, that roster spot could be going to someone who could actually, you know, play more than three shifts in a game. But what do I know? I just work here. The refs were not great. Um, not great at all. Let's see. Team has been playing well since Bill took on his alternate Star Trek look. Okay. Let's see. Okay. I was at the Panthers game after Christmas when they lost 3-2 in Sunrise, but I've been playing. Yeah, that was one of the the few losses that they've had um, since Christmas time. So I hesitate to say that this team is good, um, but I've always said that they should be better than they have been. So it's not a huge surprise to me, I think, that they're starting to turn it on and come around. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys want to talk about – Everyone saw Hextall's, or Hextall's comments, right, about Travis Sanheim. Um, yeah. I find them very uh, frustrating. 
If you're going to bring up Limblom, who worthwhile are you going to play him with? Or are you going to put him on a crap line and basically recreate, recreate the connecting situation all over again? Uh, no. I mean, the thing is, like, if you're going to bring up Lindblom, um, see, in, in a perfect world, and I understand that this would literally never happen, but in a perfect world, um, we're not dealing with Weiss or Laterra or Philpola in a perfect world. So if we were bringing up Lindblom, we would also be bringing up some other kids to play with him. Um, so, yeah, I mean, playing Lindblom with, you know, Yuri Laterra and Dale Weiss, you're right. It's, it'll probably be another connecting situation, which isn't going to benefit anybody. Um, so, yeah, but, but that, again, like, that's like a whole, like, global problem that we have with the Flyers front office. Um, Provorov, Provorov and Ghost together, why did this take so long? So I think they were playing together at the start of the year. Um, and then Dave decided to start shuffling some shit, I think, when uh, Andrew McDonald went down. Um, and he's been kind of shuffling ever since. But it's good that they're back together because that is, uh, without question, the the best pairing that we're going to put together with what we've got. So hopefully that sticks for a bit. Let's see what my buddy Jake Crawford is saying. Kelly, say the Flyers are in a playoff spot at the trade deadline. Still move any of Andrew McDonald, Brandon Manning, Yuri Laterra, Dale Weiss, if anyone makes a decent offer. Or would this grow up chemistry even though they don't contribute a ton? So, uh, short answer, yes. Move any and or all of them. Um, the issue is that I think if the Flyers are in a playoff spot or – competing very closely for one of the final two. Um, I don't think Ron's going to sell, which is unfortunate because we should be sellers. Like we're not, we're not going to go on a legit cup run this year. So even if we do sneak into the playoffs, it's going to be, you know, one round maybe. Um, so it, it would just seem silly to me to hold on to these guys. If you could get something for them, I would take calls on quite a few players on this team. So hopefully Ron's doing that. What's up with my hair? I can't believe none of you guys told me. Anyway, um, yeah. Ghost and Provorov reminds me of a young team in Desjardins. Yeah, that's pretty spicy, huh? I like that. That's a good, good comparison. At what point does the NHL do something about the officiating? Probably never, because I don't believe that they care that it's so bad. Um, I don't, I don't think they care. <sighs> Did Hexall really say that Hextall is the decider on how much Sandheim plays? So he, I don't think he said those words explicitly, but he, I mean, he implied that by saying that he hopes that a situation arises in which Travis Sandheim comes off the bench and starts playing hockey again, um, which is a pretty passive way to describe the situation, given that you know, he's the boss. So it sounds to me like he's willing to let Dave do whatever the fuck he wants with his players, which like I, so I understand that the GM coach relationship can't be micromanagey. Like I, I know that that won't work. However, I do think that Ron needs to step in and maybe push a little and maybe do a little suggesting if he thinks that something's being handled very, very poorly. And I think that at this point, 
we've all agreed that this is being handled very, very poorly. Um, so yeah, that I, I got some problems with Ron this week. Let's see. Well, yeah, I mean, no one's going to make an offer on Weezer Laterra. You are correct. That's not happening. Although we got a third round pick for Zach Ronaldo. So never forget that NHL GMs are very, very stupid. Should we push for Latang? No. No, thank you. I mean, I if I'm remembering correctly, Latang is on the last year of his contact crack contract. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong on that. I don't think he has much left. So he's essentially a rental who I'm assuming will go to a contender that needs some solid defense. I have absolutely no interest in Chris Latang. Christopher Latang, excuse me. Do I believe the all-star format will change anytime soon? Um, I mean, it might. They tend to, they seem to have been changing it pretty frequently um, over the last five or six years. So I guess it's possible that if they start to think that this one is boring or if they come up with some other ridiculously gimmicky format for them to go with, they could change it. But um, eh. thoughts on whether Sandheim should be on the ice in Lehigh Valley to play and continue to be on the ice. So. Uh, I don't want him to be sent down, but if the alternative is him sitting in the press box, then yes, I want him to be sent down because um, we talked about this a bit on our uh, Patreon show last night, and I won't give too much away because, I mean, people pay for this, so I'm not going to give it to you guys for free. Um, but there, there's a, an article that uh, Matt Barzell was quoted as pretty much saying that getting sent back to juniors – um, in his draft plus one year and playing a f mountain of minutes um, is essentially why he, he attributes that experience um, to the success that he's found in the NHL, which is kind of a roundabout way to me of saying that playing hockey is the way that you get better at hockey. I know it's like a crazy idea. Whoever would have thought, but I'm pretty sure that playing lots of hockey makes you better at hockey. So if Travis Sanheim is going to sit in the box, then Travis Sanheim needs to go up to Allentown and play 25 minutes a night because that's better for him and it's better for us in the long term. Yeah. Is Goldborn here to stay long term? I cannot. Does Latang have four years left? Oh. Oh, then definitely no. No, no, no. I mean, the guy had a, he had a fucking stroke, you guys. Like, mm. no, no. Um, let's see. Yeah, Goldborn. I, I can't imagine that he's going to be here. I mean, I, wh what would be the point of keeping him here? Like, I don't, he plays three minutes a night why would you keep him here? It doesn't make any sense. It's a, a waste of a, a roster spot. Like it could, you could play 7D and put Sanheim in if you are going to just let somebody sit on the bench. Like I don't, I, I truly don't understand. And again, I feel like I have to say this all the time because people get really worked the fuck up about this, but this is not a knock on Tyrell Goldborn. He's a hardworking kid. He's done a lot to fix his game during his time with the Phantoms. Um, but he doesn't belong here. And there's a reason they're only playing him three minutes a night. And if you're only going to play him three minutes a night, like, what is, what is the actual point? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. 
Hi, Steph Driver. I read everybody your notes and everyone agreed that they were amazing and wonderful and good. So, just so you know. Have it the old way for the All-Star game. All-Star team versus Stanley Cup champs. That would be fun. I'm I'm actually all for, like I'm all for just like reverting to all of the old ways of doing everything. Let's rename all the divisions. Let's fix this dumb playoff format. Old way of doing the All-Star game. I'm into it. Let's take it like rewind it back to like 94, 95. Um I feel like that was before we got too clutchy and grabby. High point of hockey, in my opinion. Let's see, let's see. Is there any player in particular you see wearing a Flyers uniform sometime within the next year or so? Oscar Lindblom? <laughs> that would be good. Let's see. Anyone notice how aggressive Provy and Ghost are in the offensive zone? Yeah, it's pretty nice, huh? That pair is very, very good because both of them are so good at what they do. So Provorov being so solid defensively lets Ghost go and do his thing, and they really complement each other really well. I really hope they keep that pair together. Um, I don't know why they wouldn't, but, you know, fucking Dave. I don't know why they wouldn't. Lear was out for warm-ups, so Goldborn or Laterra in for him was apparently a game-time decision. Solid decision, Dave. <laughs> I mean, so let me ask you guys this. Because this is something that I think people struggle with. If the team is winning games and playing relatively well, despite things like Goldborn in for Lear and Brandon Manning on the power play and the whole host that of dumb Dave things that we've run down 8,000 times. Do you have, do you continue to have a problem with the way this team is being run? If they're winning games is essentially my question. Um, because I do like big time, but I think that a lot of people are just kind of like, well, if they're winning, who gives a shit like what they're doing? But I kind of wonder if, if you guys like the people who are listening to us complain and the people who are reading our stuff if you agree that there is still a lot to complain about despite the team playing well. Um, so if you're talking in here, let me know what you think about that because I, I kind of do want to get an idea of where the fan base is. Yes, because the team is winning in spite of the coach, not because of him. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of the way that I feel. Like you're just lucky that Brandon Manning isn't, making some kind of massive fuck up that another team is able to take advantage of. Like the, the only reason that that's not happening is like sheer luck and circumstance at any moment. Brandon Manning is capable of giving up a shorthanded goal, like literally any moment. Um, he's simply not very good at hockey. So just because, you know, we're not seeing huge embarrassing collapses I still think I, – I just don't – I don't want to let these guys off the hook, I guess, essentially. Not that anybody's listening to me, but, like, I think that when we start winning games, people let things go, and then you get a 10-game losing streak, and then everyone remembers that the coach is garbage. But 
So I'm going to keep complaining about Dave Hextall. These are things to comment on. I don't complain as loudly as you are. I think these are NHL players, and they have done this all their lives, and I trust them. Mm, that's, that's very sweet, Jake. You're a sweet boy. <laughs> I mean, I, I trust the players to do as well as they possibly can. I mean, I'm sure Brandon Manning is working his ass off every single time he hits the ice. He's just not that good. He, he can't do that much. There's only so much he can do. So I trust Brandon Manning to play as well as he possibly can. The problem is that as well as he possibly can is not that good. And that's what the coaching staff is supposed to see and address. And they're not, and that's the problem. People are results-oriented and aren't interested enough in diving deep to see the ugly process that's under the surface. Word, Ted. But that's what we're here for. We take a deep dive into the giant pile of shit that's going to ruin this team if they don't fix it. And we scoop out the nuggets, and we present them to you in a neat package. So you're welcome. <laughs> that might be the weirdest thing I've ever said, but it, it's, it felt right. Dave must be doing something right and has the team going for some reason. Yeah, in theory, there is room for improvement, but there is also the real possibility that this will somehow mix up the chemistry and derail the team. I have seen it happening too often in various sports. So like I said at the beginning of this video, there are things that Dave has done that he should be given credit for. Moving Drew to wing. Excellent job. Um, like I said earlier, putting Konechny up on the top line, but... Not only putting him there, leaving him there long enough to find chemistry with those guys and to get his game going. That's obviously paid off. Um, but I do think that the bad in-game decisions and personnel decisions as a whole, I think the bad way outweighs the good. And so I, I just don't want to let these good things that he lucks into overshadow the fact that he thinks Yuri Laterra should get power play time because he's a shooter. Like, what? Like, focus on that. Yuri Laterra, puck shooter. Hmm? No. Let's see. We have enough talent to be a solid team, but Dave isn't turning us into a cup contender. Nope. <sighs> Uh, I don't remember what Brandon Manning got a penalty for. I'm, like, super bad at remembering game details once the game is over. I should really write things down because I'm supposed to be, like, professional. <laughs> um, let's see. What else do I want to talk about? About this game in particular. Because I don't want to get too off track. Because we got a podcast to do tomorrow, and I got a lot of shit to say, so I don't want to repeat too much of it here. This game was a good game. This is a solid game. Against a team that has played well for a very long time this season, and the team who could have taken Nolan Patrick and decided not to. Um, and they kind of, uh, they kind of kicked our asses the last time we played, so... This was a nice little win, I think. Nice, solid win against the Devils. 
Yuri Laterra, according to Alex Appleyard, is the worst forward in the NHL over the last few years in goals adjusted for time on ice. Yeah, it sounds right. Let's see. Manning went after a dude. Blah, blah, blah. It kind of, I, I like that you guys are reading Alex Appleyard's work. It's nice. Everyone should subscribe to theathletic.com um, because it's, they're doing good stuff over there, particularly our pal Charlie who left us. My Charles left me, but he's doing good. Um, oh, I know what I wanted to talk about. So Nuvi, two games in a row. I'm wondering if Dave, uh, so Neuverth had a shaky start to that Leafs game, um, but came up very big at the end and had a very solid game this afternoon. Noted. Those are the facts. However, uh, Brian Elliott is the better goaltender. Brian Elliott really, really needed a rest. Um, so it's good that he's getting it. But what I am worried about is that Dave is just going to go too far in the other direction and run Neuvert into the ground until he either gets hurt, which is, you know, the thing that he does, or he just gets so tired that we end up losing a couple of games because he can't make any saves and Dave doesn't know when to rotate his goaltenders in. Um, did the Flyers win the last time that... Whatever. Yeah, so I kind of... Yeah, I'm, I'm a little worried about the... I mean, I... I don't know why I'm worried about it. I'm, I'm like, finding things now to worry about. I just don't... I don't want to see Elliot sit for too long, I guess is what I'm saying, because he is playing really well, and I don't want him to get too cold. Um, and if this team does happen to sneak into the playoffs, he's the guy that I want in net for that first round. So I guess we'll see what happens. I don't know. Scott Lawton had two two-on-one chances with Goldborn and one with Laterra. Both times he looked over and then elected to shoot. That's... <laughs> Or Scott Lawton, am I right? Yeah, so it'll, I, I mean, it's got to be Elliot tomorrow, right? Like, got to be. If it's not, then I know that we have a problem. If he plays Newbie again tomorrow, we've got a problem, folks. But if he does the logical thing that literally anyone on earth would do and plays Elliot, we might be fine. What would be the perfect combination for a fourth line? Um, I kind of wish the honeybees were back together, to be honest. That was a very, very good fourth line. I, I still want to shuffle lines. Nobody else does, though. I, I guess keep the top line what it is now. Um, but put Patrick at 2C with Jake and... Maybe wheel. I don't know. I feel I feel like there's a a more efficient combination of these players that we could come up with um, that doesn't lead to one or more lines being absolute garbage. But it's I mean we're not really going to see anything change with the team winning games. Uh, all right, twenty seven minutes, folks. That feels good. Um, I don't think I have anything else. Lawton at 2 or 3C? 
I mean, I wouldn't hate Lawton at 3C, but then again, I've said it a thousand times, I don't think the fourth line needs to be the energy line or the grit line, and I also don't think they need to be held to like eight minutes a night. Obviously, the top line is going to see the most ice time, but once you get down to the third and fourth lines, I see no reason why they can't be equally weighted as far as talent and ice time. So, uh, I don't know that I went Lawton all the way up at two, but putting him at three wouldn't really bother me as long as his third line was the honeybees and we just put them at three instead of four. Um, because I, I think in an ideal universe, your third and fourth lines are talented enough that you, you don't have to hold the fourth line back for nothing. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I am with that. Patrick with Jake and Wheel would be nice. Yeah, 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 I would like that. Um, Newbie has let in two goals the last seven periods, and he hates the Caps and does well versus them. Yeah, but he just played today. Like, although I think I think Micah's data, uh, Micah McCurdy at Ineffective Math, if you're into the stats stuff, I think he said before that the the back-to-back -back thing, as far as fatigue goes, is a little bit overblown. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Tomorrow. So we've got Caps tomorrow, another afternoon game, which is nice. Um, hopefully the Flyers deliver another solid performance and we have a nice win to ease us into football madness. Um, tell you it was a good game. I think we had a nice chat. Everything's cool. If there's nothing else, then, uh... Go Flyers! Go Birds! Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even... Stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.